0: This is episode number 12 of the Passion-Minded Mom Podcast. You are listening to the Passion-Minded Mom Podcast for business-driven moms who actually want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Ruder, business coach and marketing strategist. And together, we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things marketing, mindset, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money, guilty pleasures, and intimacy. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Happy May, mamas. We are almost to the other side of this quarantine, I hope. So we think, maybe. We are more than a couple months in now. None of us really know for sure what's happening next. But I hope you all are managing, surviving, staying healthy, and processing this well. It's been quite a journey. But here we are in May. It's getting closer to summer. We're going to see what summer camps bring, and hopefully we can all find some sort of groove with our families. I have to say, after that reset I did that I talked about in last week's episode, amazing difference for me. So if you didn't listen to that episode, be sure to check it out. But I, since then, I have reclaimed my schedule, my sleep, my home. I signed like two more clients just like that. I came right in. I decluttered the rest of my house and I made some powerful decisions in my business. I also made some great strides in my own health and I did some work on some personal drama that I was having. It wasn't serving me. So just amazing to reset like that. And I can say, without a doubt, I'm definitely moving in the right direction. It feels phenomenal. I'm back. So I'm feeling all bold, and I decided to unleash something a little bit special today in honor of this month, which is actually Melanoma Awareness Month. Many of you know I was diagnosed with melanoma in 2013, and there may be a lot of you out there who don't really know much about melanoma. I didn't myself when I was diagnosed. I had to do a ton of research when I was hit with that. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my story with it, but here's the thing. Today's episode isn't going to be just about cancer. In fact. There are likely going to be some surprising and even new things you're going to hear about and learn about me today. And I think it will give you more insight into why I'm doing what I do now, why I serve the people I do, and how I got here. And how going through cancer and also divorce during that time have truly developed my resilience further and who I am today. So I'm not going to talk about treatments or go in-depth about surgery or stitches. I'm not even going to talk about the disease itself or the statistics or recovery. I'll save that for another time when I preach to you all about getting your skin checks. Instead, in the spirit of Melanoma Awareness Month, today I am going to talk about life and how cancer gave me freedom. Before cancer... I had taken some massive action in my life, in my 20s, and I'd gone through some pretty awesome transformation, and I had developed a decent amount of self-awareness. But I'd really only scratched the surface, and I had a lot more to work on. I wasn't as in tune to my mind as I could be, and I didn't know what I know now. Regardless, in the beginning of my relationship with my ex-husband, life was pretty decent at the time. Now this is really the first time I've talked about my divorce at all publicly, and over time I will share more, but you're going to get a little bit of insight into how it has shaped me. So in the very beginning of our relationship, life was pretty decent. We both had corporate jobs at that time, I'd found my groove with a little music side hustle that I was doing, and we both enjoyed our companionship and having fun together, making some plans for the future. Everyone was happy for us as it kind of looked and seemed like this perfect situation on the outside. I mean, the circumstances were pretty in our favor on the outside. Seems pretty perfect, right? So we got married and we had saved up and found this gorgeous house that we both loved. And we were living the good life. We were having a good time. But on the inside of our union, it was a little bit different. While there was a lot of positive, we had the beginnings of some relationship issues that would later plague us and our ability to be the best partners in parenting. But there wasn't a whole lot to complain about. So I suppose there was some element of blissful ignorance happening there. But then, as time went on, the relationship evolved more and life happened. The underlying challenges that we had started to get magnified. The issues were starting to bubble up and get bigger, and we attempted to work through them, but it was sort of causing us each to act in a way that wasn't really authentic. Things were starting to get harder, and we were disconnecting. But we still pressed on, and we were attempting to work through it. Now, during that time, I experienced our first pregnancy, which ended in miscarriage, and that brought a very difficult shift. But Another year later, I did get pregnant, and things were looking up, and I was having an amazing pregnancy. Probably the best thing that happened to me during that time. I mean, I loved being pregnant. I enjoyed it. And I loved the thought of becoming a mom. Such a beautiful thing, right? And then, in the middle of that pregnancy, I got the phone call. It was cancer. I was diagnosed with cancer. It was life-threatening and aggressive, and I was sent in immediately for invasive surgery. The whole thing sucked, but it also happened very quickly. The research, the decisions that needed to be made, the surgery, and the recovery. I wanted to get past it because I had this pregnancy and a delivery to focus on. I mean, yes, it was so scary and I was freaked out, but I really wanted to get resolution so I could move on with my life. And so I did. I had the surgery and I recovered. So I'll get back to that in a minute. Now, having gone through that, I quickly shifted my focus to birth and immediately started to prepare for that birth because I wanted to have my first one fully natural, no epidural. It was amazing and I did it. I had a beautiful, healthy baby girl naturally. I was very lucky in my health at that time and we were very blessed with this baby even though we were struggling a little bit as partners we were just so busy with the new baby to even focus on the relationship and then I dove in as a full-time breastfeeding mom of a newborn (laughs) that was my whole world for that first year right there's not much room for anything else I devoted my time days and nights and body to the baby You know, they need constant care, and as a new mom, all of their needs kind of take a back seat, and in that case, including our marriage. So, just after she turned a year, and as soon as I felt like I could breathe again, we decided to stick with our plan and have our second close to our first child, and I became pregnant again. Now, that pregnancy introduced a few more challenges. My body didn't handle it very well, and we struggled even more as a couple, raising our one-year-old while I struggled through that second pregnancy. Little by little, things started to deteriorate. Meanwhile, our second healthy baby was born, a beautiful and very fast birth, which I talk about in the last episode, but now we had these two healthy baby girls, and our marriage was starting to rip at the seams. Let me just say this. My ex is a great dad to the girls. He loves them immensely and he does a great job when he's with them. And he and I have a good relationship. I'm certain that we both have forgiveness and love for one another and we do maintain a co-parenting relationship. I am very grateful for the girls are thriving and they're super intelligent and they're very happy, but back then as the unhappily married, brand new parents of two kids under two, we were not okay. Now, like many new moms, and most of you can relate, I was pretty isolated during that time with my two kids, lots of exhaustion, and sometimes I would sit there and watch the kids and think about my life. I would think about what it was like before the kids and how our relationship had evolved or unraveled and what we were now, as well as the issues that we still had. And sometimes I would even find myself thinking about what I wanted in life, what I really wanted in being a mom, and in a marriage, and in my life, and what I didn't want. This is where some of the realization happened. I would think to myself, I've been able to get through a miscarriage, two natural births, and cancer. And I'd ask myself, how is it I feel like I'm barely surviving? How is it possible to feel horrible with such resilience and gratitude at the same time? Now, many will say that this is perfectly normal for new parents and that it can strain a relationship. For moms, the whole process can be pretty depleting. The beginning is hard. But having kids wasn't why we were struggling. We partnered well in some areas, and we had been good companions to one another, but we didn't have the glue. And I don't believe either of us really wanted to make it work in the end. So why am I telling you this? Why is this important? And what does having cancer have to do with this, right? I was not in a good place emotionally with all of it. I was hanging by a thread but I had two beautiful daughters that meant everything to me. And it kept gnawing at me that I was lucky to still be alive. And that had to be something, right? But what was it supposed to mean? I didn't know what to do with it. I started to seek more clarity. And I started to take moments away from myself. I needed it so badly anyway. I was desperate for some solace and sanity. I'd call in some reinforcement for the kids from time to time, and I would steal away for a few hours to myself. And what happened in my brain during that time was transformative. I could feel this pull, this light of something calling to me. It was like happiness in the distance. It was accessible, but still far away. And I would keep having these moments of hope and inspiration every time I would take just a little bit of time for myself to listen to my mind, and I would start to get clarity, sometimes scary clarity, but I still wasn't clear on what I was supposed to do about it. Along the way, there were also these other signs, comments other people would make or things that would tug at me. It literally felt like my truths were following me around and tugging at my shirt daily, letting me know they were there, not letting me ignore them. So I kept getting these indications that would feel like a nudge in my side. Like, what do you think you're doing, Kate? What do you really want? I felt very alone, but I also felt like I was searching for something great. And I felt shame that I could have this beautiful home and kids and marriage and life surrounding me, but still feel so empty and unsettled. And the worst part was I tried to blame others. I wanted to blame other people for the way that I felt. I wanted to point fingers, and I complained. I was not a very happy person. But listen, I know now that where I was then wasn't anyone else's fault. It wasn't the result of anyone else's actions that put me there that made me feel unhappy. I take full responsibility. I know now that it was up to me to feel happy where I was and I was deciding not to and that was okay because all I knew then was that I felt very far away from happy and I wanted something different and anytime I entertained or played around with that thought what if I did something different what if I took action took steps to change my situation I would have extreme anxiety. The thought of shifting or leaving or uprooting this unit that we had created, however unhappy we both were, was devastating. What about the kids? What about the house? What about my career? The finances, being a mom, being a single mom. It was extremely overwhelming, but I had a choice and I chose to be honest with myself to accept the thoughts I was having, to stop ignoring the ones tugging at my shirt and take responsibility for them, own them. I could either change those thoughts or I could decide to take different action. So in March of 2017, I made a decision to take action. Neither of us knew how or wanted to be happy in the relationship. He wasn't happy I wasn't happy. Neither of us really wanted the relationship. I knew him well enough to know he wasn't going to be the one to talk about it first, so I approached him with where I stood, and we talked about it. And it wasn't surprising that he was pretty much in agreement. So we began discussing our options. Now, as peaceful and easy as that sounds, most don't happen that way. This is really what happened though, we were both on the same page, I was just the first person to bring it up. Now, we both have a good head on our shoulders, we're both intelligent, reasonable, civil human beings, thank goodness, but that was definitely one of the more challenging experiences to go through, and in a different way than the cancer. But you know, I think the fact that the two of them, divorce and cancer, happened sort of back to back while I was trying to figure out how to be a new mom is what gave me this unique combination of adversity that helped me grow ultimately as a person. Let me be sure you all understand though, divorce is not ideal. I don't recommend it if you can avoid it and fight through the challenges together. I'll do a whole other episode on the lessons that divorce has taught me about marriage and about life. But it was horrible to go through. And even though it was horrible, we handled it pretty maturely. There were other people, you know, children involved. We had to put them first and we did, and we made it as smooth as possible for them. But there were so many facets to that process and stress and uncomfortable discussions. It was a lot. I don't recommend it if you have a bond worth holding on to. But in our case, and we both agreed, we didn't. And now, we make better co-parents than we did married parents. Even though I was not in a great place throughout that whole process, I do remember feeling this odd sense of peace around the whole thing. I had come to terms with the fact that I needed to honor my thoughts and my boundaries, and that working through all of this was somehow exactly what I needed to become a better person, a better version of myself, and that the kids would be better off for it. I wanted to address the things that I had been ignoring and take action for myself and my goals. I didn't know what to expect. What was next? It was so hard to predict. And that was so terrifying. There was this high level of uncertainty. But it wasn't much different than the cancer process. Sure, there was uncertainty. But I knew in both cases, just putting one foot in front of the other and just taking action would get me to the other side. That five-year period was one of the hardest Phases in my life. Going through that process knocked me down and pushed me to my absolute limits. But the adversity also made me stronger and it did help me become a better person. It helped me find my purpose and my resilience all over again. Now, life isn't perfect and it won't ever be. Of course, there's still positive and there's still negative. But now I live with the kind of resilience that allows me to recognize the negative and know I can handle it. It pushes me in business to achieve things I didn't think were possible 10 years ago. And personally, when I get a gut punch or something doesn't go my way. And now I live that example for my kids every day, every time I show up for my clients, every time I invest in myself every time I record this podcast. And each time I go for my checkup or I get yet another biopsy, I am reminded of two things. One, us humans, we are vulnerable. And two, us humans, we are resilient. You get to decide how you show up and live. You can crawl back into your cave and wish things were different outside, Or you can step out toward the light, even when it's unpredictable and scary. If you are human and you are alive, you are responsible for your results, your environment, your relationships, your career. These are your choices to make, your thoughts to have, your actions to take. What decisions do you want to make? Maybe you're considering a career shift. Maybe you're having a tough time in a relationship with someone in your family. Maybe you've been wanting to tackle a new project in your business, or you dream about a change to your home or your environment, but you don't know where to get started. Maybe you have a desire to achieve something new, something bigger than you ever have before. How do you get outside of your comfort zone? What do you want to change or shift? And if you don't feel nauseous or anxiety over it, you're probably not doing it right. And if the thought of making a big decision or setting a big goal is terrifying, that's exactly where you are supposed to be if you want to become a better person. So tune into that mind of yours and see if you can hear what it is telling you. You don't need to experience cancer or divorce to know that you can go for it. Don't wait for some scary diagnosis to remind you that this is the only life you've got. Make it count. Find your light. Turn uncertainty into victory. All you have to do is decide to put one foot in front of the other. And this is exactly the kind of thing... I love helping my clients with I've got their back and I help them take those scary steps. You guys are interested. You can schedule their free session through my website. Please drop a review. Let me know what your dreams are and if this has been helpful. I hope you guys have an awesome week. I'll talk to you next time.